0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Equity. We are live on a Twitter space talking about all things PayPal and Pinterest. We've titled this PayPal Picks Pinterest because we wanted to make it as hard as possible to say the title of this particular episode on air live. Uh, with me, I have my 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 dear friend and long-term colleague, Natasha Moscarenes. Natasha, quickly and briefly, you just walked around SF. Is the city dead, as we've been led to believe, on Twitter?
1: The city is definitely very quiet. TCHQ is pretty empty, which is whatever i'm not bitter about it or anything (laughs) but i will say i saw a billboard of a startup deal which raised money has a billboard up so i feel like that means something is happening that is good in san francisco
0: yeah i think startup billboards are the green shoots if you will of spring in in startup world and it's just evidence that so much venture capital money is sloshing around they literally ran out of facebook ads to put it into um (laughs) But speaking of lots of dollars flowing around in the world of previously venture-backed companies, of course, talking today about PayPal and Pinterest. PayPal, the American fintech giant thingy that split off from eBay some time ago. is a public company worth, I think, north of $300 billion. And Pinterest is a social application, uh, a place where you could kind of collect things that you liked and was working more towards an e-commerce focus over time. Uh, Natasha, before we jump into details about what's going on, just give me your first impressions when you heard this. The deal is is kind of like discussed as a late stage thing. What was your first thought?
1: Sure. So obviously at this point, it's still reportedly. We don't know if it's going to go through. We always have to add that nuance on the top. But I was really excited to see two of what I would argue the best named companies in tech right now potentially join forces. Mostly because it was it didn't make sense um, within a second when I saw the news. So PayPal's previous acquisitions, PayDee, was a buy now, pay later startup. PayPal also bought Honey. in in 2019 and those were two companies where it felt really core to this idea of getting people to pay for things. Pinterest in the other end has kind of been slow to bring on shopping to its platform. It's been much more of like a social media platform where people explore. So it feels a little bit more creative
0: yeah i don't disagree with any of that i was it was not the type of deal that made perfect sense right away to me but what i what i will say is investors agreed so we're not fully off base there if you take a look at what happened today kind of at the end of trading paypal shares were off just under five percent well pinterest shares of course went up because the deal would price the company at a higher per share price than it was trading at um you always pay a premium when you buy a public company of course because investors won't just sell you the company at the current stock price they will want some upside and so when we're looking at the deal According to various reports, including Bloomberg, $45 billion or roughly $70 a share. And Pinterest closed the day at 62.68, implying that investors are not entirely sold. This is going to go through. But of course, Pinterest, a nice repricing there, not hard to see. Uh, price point, Natasha, it's about, what is that, 15% of um, PayPal's market cap. So not the world's biggest deal, but certainly not a small one for the financial company.
1: Yeah, I think there's always a little bit of a question mark around a public company getting bought by another public company. Like I was I think when, for example, when Slack got bought by Salesforce, I know that's a whole can of worms, but I do think like that as someone look from the as someone looking in, I was very much like, oh, does that mean Slack couldn't exist on the public markets? Was there no appetite for it? Alex, when you were looking at like kind of Pinterest's historical stock performance, did it feel like it was getting to a stage where it needed an exit of sorts or was it doing great? And this kind of came out of nowhere?
0: Well, I mean, uh, Pinterest stock price has fallen. And I think what we're seeing there is kind of like the, uh, the, the, the it, it's the the denouement of the COVID bump that we saw across many social platforms. And I mean, hell, if you go back to the early days of COVID, even web traffic was up dramatically. I mean, like TechCrunch had some crazy months in early COVID, because everyone was just at home refreshing the homepage, which was great. Thank you. Please do that again. Uh, bring, bring that back. Please. Uh, but if you look at it historically, Pinterest was up to about 86 bucks a share. And that was kind of at the end of 2020. And then it had declined all the way down into the kind of low 50s. So it had given back quite a lot of ground. And if you dig through its most recent earnings report, which I did just a couple of minutes ago, you'll note that um, user growth was slowing. So it was still growing, but certainly not at the 30% that it was posting Uh, Before And so maybe what we're seeing here is Pinterest had ridden this wave, had generated lots of value for shareholders, but was starting to give back some of the uh, maybe the more enthusiastic trades. And so here we have PayPal kind of swooping in and getting it for what is effectively a discount compared to what it was worth nine months ago. So from that perspective, I don't hate it, Um, though. I will say, Natasha, given that PayPal stock dropped five percent, certainly there's a lot of negativity out there. Uh, And I saw a lot of mean takes, frankly.
1: I think there was like this added layer of how much Pinterest has been through on a culture front over the past few years, too, that made people have a little bit of skepticism on what was happening. So... Um, You know, it went public in 2019. Co-founder Evan Sharp had announced he was stepping down. Um, And then the company really has been immersed in accusations from former employees about discriminating work culture. In December 2020, it settled a gender discrimination lawsuit. Um, And then also two black Pinterest employees have accused Pinterest of racial discrimination. So it has made some efforts to get their first ever black board member, and they recently added a second but I think that adds another layer of that maybe gives us a window into what Pinterest culture internally was feeling like as like a pretty newly public company.
0: Yeah, it has, it's only been public for a couple of years now. I mean, I think we forget that Pinterest to me kind of faded quickly back into the uh, into the furniture in the back of the public market room, if you will. Totally. It wasn't the biggest company. It mattered. But like compared to other social media companies like Facebook and Snap, it was certainly I mean, secondary, if not tertiary in my perspective. But I will say uh, that we have seen Pinterest move more rapidly in a e-commerce direction. Uh, thinking back to April of 2020, Pinterest added, uh, shop tabs to kind of connect in stock inventory and style guides to pins. Natasha. And so we're seeing the company kind of over time work towards a more e-commerce uh, centric world. But I will just say that from all my friends who use it, I have not heard many stories of people shopping through Pinterest. Does that match your, what you've heard?
1: I think, like, I completely agree with that. Like, it's more like Pinterest is a place I go to explore and think, and then I go somewhere else to execute. Like, Pinterest is this, like, wishful thinking mood board. And we've seen companies even citing Pinterest being like, we want to actually make you shop on the same places that you are dreaming. And that's a really, I think, natural customer habit to want to take advantage of. Um, But, I mean, for so long, Pinterest only monetized, what, from advertisements? So seeing them get, like, this... Pin feature and trying to monetize if that seems late, but very like good that they finally did. <laughs>
0: we're, we're gonna get in trouble with Pinterest stands, I'm sure, because they had pins, then they had promoted pins, which was an right. ad unit, and then there was the way to kind of turn like inspiration into a conversation and then to an e-commerce transaction. But when I was going through their shareholder letter, I didn't see a lot of mentions of e-commerce. So to me, it still feels relatively a far afield from their core business, which means that the idea that PayPal is buying them to boost its e-commerce shops doesn't really check out. And so when I was thinking about the deal in general, I was thinking, okay, cool. You know, Stripe is doing a great job building kind of payments infra for the web. And we have Shopify that is out there building smaller stores for everybody. And then of course there's there's big commerce in there and Facebook marketplace and so forth and whatever. But like, you know, maybe this was a way for them to add that that muscle to the PayPal uh you know, I don't know, ecosystem. But it just doesn't seem to be really the case. And so that's why I'm kind of perplexed. To me, like I can can write you a blog post, Natasha, about why there could be synergies, but to me, it's not immediate. And given the price tag, it feels expensive as a fishing expedition.
1: Yeah, well said. I mean, I'm glad that I'm not the only one confused. I think when we saw, um, like I said, I think when we saw PayPal's previous acquisitions, it was very easy to understand. But, you know, one parallel that I thought of immediately was when Affirm and Shopify kind of entered that exclusive agreement with each other. Um, And I was like, okay, maybe exclusivity is why it makes sense for a firm to work with Shopify. Like that's the only way for this deal to really make sense. Like, do you think exclusivity could play a role in PayPal buying Pinterest? Like is Pinterest or like does PayPal need to be exclusive with anyone? It feels like it's too, it's too big to need that.
0: I feel like we're talking about like dating in middle school. All I know, of a sudden, oh everyone's God. exclusive like, with someone this- else. <laughs> Um, Are they going steady? suck. Yeah. I feel like we should break in some some 50s dating lingo into this. Um, So let's spin a future out. Let's talk about that because I don't think your question is is going in a bad direction. So let's presume Pinterest does manage to, over the next four or six quarters, greatly boost its e-commerce transaction flow and really build out a a, a mid-sized e-commerce business uh, in contrast to its advertising revenues. All right. Fair enough. Put that out there. Exclusivity for that for PayPal would be nice. But given how big the company is, would it really be accretive? Would it really show up? Would it really matter? Because if you're gonna spend 45 billion, call it 13, 15% of the company's market cap, that's an enormous wager. That's not small. You're not betting the company, but you are certainly betting quite a lot of your of your equity value uh, against the wishes of your investors, as we saw. And so to me, it feels confusing. I just I, I love a big deal because they're fun to write about and they're sure. exciting and they get us on Twitter spaces to talk and hang out with people. But like I, I, I struggle. I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do the deal.
1: One potential route that has kind of convinced me the best so far is one that Tanay Japuria mentioned on Twitter. He said he does really great work. Um, his Substack is great. Everyone should read it. He was saying that PayPal CEO Dan Shulman has talked about PayPal wanting to become a super app in the past, basically, quoting that PayPal has claimed that they were going to create a digital wallet that will bring together disparate capabilities that range from payments to shopping, hint, hint, to financial services into one super app. And so some people think that like, as PayPal starts to become a super app, it needs to have content as part of that. So maybe Pinterest is like a content play.
0: Meh. No, we hate it. I mean, the only thing (laughs) Pinterest has done from a content perspective, as far as I can tell, is ruin Google image search. (laughs) That's, that's, because whenever you search for an image now, it's just Pinterest and then it takes you to Pinterest. And once you log in, I'm like, no, I just want to see the images. Stop. Stop SEOing me. Um, that means I, something,
1: though. You know, like I feel like the fact that they are showing up that much, probably a force to be reckoned with and a force you want on your team.
0: I mean, to be clear, they are a public company. They're big. Like the pin, pin, Pinterest has passed the doesn't matter threshold. It certainly does. Right. Um, but in a PayPal context, that's when I'm just a little more skeptical. On the super app point, I love it. Um, I think we're also seeing Square go that route. They're trying to work on both a a business facing payment service and also a a suite of consumer uh, services to leverage the fact that they have this wide user base. And from that end, cool. Maybe maybe the idea is that PayPal can bring, instead of Pinterest bringing e-commerce to PayPal, maybe PayPal can bring e-commerce to Pinterest. Um, And if that's the case, it's ironic because do you recall the very messy divorce between eBay and PayPal, I don't.
1: I don't oh. remember it at all. Actually, also we just almost we're about to get kicked out of our Zoom, so that's good.
0: Love that. Uh, also, <laughs> I just want to point out that you're not allowed to make me feel that old when I'm working late. Uh, that's 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 not allowed. Run
1: me through it though, because I'm sure people listening have not heard about this breakup. What is eBay's well, and Pinterest deal?
0: Well, eBay is a place that you used to use back in the 90s. Right. It's, a, it's an online uh, marketplace, if you will. It's like Facebook marketplace, but more expensive and not on Facebook, if you will. <laughs> it's like Craigslist with a UI. I
1: think there was Clubhouse invites on there at some
0: point. I think there was. There's <laughs> Actually, fun fact, if you go way back into the bowels of TechCrunch history, TC made an acquisition a 1,000 years ago for a service that handed out beta invites to different startups back in the Web 2.0 era, which is kind of amazing. Like that, like... I'd forgotten um, that that was actually a thing. Okay, uh, Natasha, when was the last time you used eBay? To help me set uh, the ground here a little bit. I
1: couldn't, could not tell you, honestly. Last time I used like an online shopping thing, though, was yesterday. I bought a bat Halloween costume for my brother's cat
0: you bought a bat Halloween costume for your brother's cat and you didn't buy it on Etsy? Do you hate small business? (laughs) I do,
1: obviously.
0: (laughs) Actually, well, I'm on that theme just because I'm annoying our producer while he's trying to drink tea. Um, What if they just bought Etsy instead? It's cheaper and it's better. I'm just saying, that'd be great. Anyways, uh, going back in time, uh, eBay decided to, I think, split uh, with PayPal back in 2014. And then the deal actually uh, happened in 2015. It's been six years since they since they split up. And certainly, I think you've seen uh, one of the two halves of that company do better than the other, and it's been the fintech side of it. And I think the idea there was essentially unlock the value of PayPal from the kind of eBay casing that it was in, akin to when Yahoo spun out its Alibaba stake because it was being housed in a dilapidated, uh, I don't know, duplex somewhere outside of town versus in the middle of town where Alibaba was supposed to be. Um, but if 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 PayPal ends up going back into being part of a hybrid e-commerce and fintech company, it would be kind of a circular ironic thing to end yeah. up back here again. That That's where I'm kind of stuck. Okay. So I, I don't know if that matters per se, but I'm just no, kind that of giggling.
1: Totally, that totally matters. I feel like we all know that like tech does the whole full circle thing a lot. Yes. But I feel like the fact that we're here talking about them, thinking about it in this way, um, is perfect. And I love closing the loop like that. It's, like, super satisfying. All right. one, one, like, no, big-ish question I, st- I still have is, like, how I feel about timing or if timing is even a factor here. The holiday season is coming up. Stripe is raising a lot of money and is heading towards IPO. I know we have Ryan Lawler on as well. So, Ryan, if you want to jump up just requests and you i would love to get your fintech hot takes um but yeah alex i wanted to throw that to you like do you think timing is at all like a, a dynamic in the announcement of this potential acquisition
0: well i mean to be clear this leaked so it was going to come out sometime uh in probably in the next couple of weeks if it is kind of put together and then it has the best regulatory approval uh i'm not big on the timing point to me not really uh we're into q4 which means that i guess if they were going to do it now would be the time because you don't want to be pulling together a deal when everyone's traveling and not available to do all the hard diligence work and so forth. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's just such a large dollar amount. You know, it's been in the works for a while and there's probably been a lot of red tape to kind of get over. Yeah, um, so I'm fair. not, eh. but, but I'll just say though, if it's going to happen, let's do it because saying reportedly gets a little tiring, um, <laughs> but sure. I, I want to talk about consumers for a minute. Okay, so so square has cash app, right? Right and paypal owns venmo i think yeah okay, nods okay keep going as you as you can tell i'm totally plugged into the consumer fintech world i'm not oh my um, god i still i still write checks actually <laughs> um and so when i think about them from a super app perspective they already really do have such an amazing consumer consumer user base you know the other side of the pinterest idea to me was like buying essentially access to customers but they already have such a deep well uh of consumer kind of like goodwill and and activity That doesn't really fit to me and can you imagine pinterest's little circle thingies inside of your venmo do you want that
1: i kind of
0: what okay tell me why
1: i think well maybe i'm having a different conversation in my head about this but like when you say pinterest showing up in my venmo are you saying that like it's as easy to check out an item that you like on pinterest as it is to venmo someone
0: no i was thinking more like you know how when twitter did fleets And all of a sudden you had fleets in your Twitter app and you were like, oh, they stole my screen real estate and put crap in there. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. okay, I don't like that. Do you want Pinterest in your Venmo?
1: I don't want Pinterest in my Venmo, but I do think, like coming back to what you said earlier, why Etsy is such a great company is like it has this really nice (laughs) checkout process. You still kind of feel like you're exploring a little bit. Like I love looking through all of their asymmetric earrings. That's something I do like at the end of a long day. And I think like the only difference between Etsy and Pinterest in that way... Is probably that Etsy has like a better fintech backing background. so Yeah,
0: I'll take that. Pinterest
1: needs it more than maybe PayPal.
0: Yeah, no, oh, for sure. I mean, th- this is a great deal for Pinterest because it's an exit and they get to trade all of their current equity for, for PayPal stock, which has done historically better. So like, I mean, like <laughs> if, I, if I could swap Pinterest shares for PayPal shares, yeah, all day, <laughs> what? Why? Why wouldn't you? It's like swapping. I don't know, like Comp USA stock for like Apple stock. It's it's an upgrade. All right, that's not fair. I, that was slightly. T-
1: that was Someone's slightly too okay. kind. Like so mad. No, but I mean, we're obviously being dramatic here because it is like a first like our reaction to like news that is spicy and um it only happens so often but it does feel like the reason we come on these spaces more and more is because of fintech making mega deals like consolidation is like the thing that we are talking about in fintech these days
0: yeah that loops directly back to the idea of this being full circle with them breaking off from an e-commerce company and maybe kind of coming back to one because technology is just bundling and unbundling and now we're seeing a previously unbundled FinTech work on bundling itself into being a super app, at which point I'm sure that single point solutions will retake consumer interest and push PayPal into the ash heap of history in 20 years. That's how this stuff kind of goes. Um, and we just sit here and, and riff about it. Um, I want to ask about the BNPL market though. Okay. Uh, so we talked about how they bought PayD, which was a Japanese BNPL player. And um, you've seen other companies snap up BNPL. Does that fit at all into the Pinterest saga? Cause to me, like that only really applies to larger purchases. And is that something that people pen? Do they pen expensive things or do they pen like crafts? I, As you can tell, I'm not an actual Pinterest user. So.
1: I am trying to get better at Pinterest. I will say from the people I know who use Pinterest, it's like, it's hard to be like an either like kind of like in the middle, you either have to be like a Pinterest intense, like lover or like never use it. I'm trying to get to like the um, sophisticated world. But when I was furnishing my apartment, Pinterest is the place I went to um, look for furniture inspiration and stuff like that. And furniture is pretty damn expensive. So I will, I would say like there is like a synergy there. I I talk about, I talk about the startup all the time. It's called the landing and it wants to make shoppable mood boards. um, Oh yes. I I remember this. Yes. Yeah. And so I keep, I keep thinking of the landing and would love to hear their take on this because they um, are kind of doing exactly what, Pinterest could look like with a better fintech sort of arm. Like they're, it's really smart. You monetize things that people are, are um, you know, visualizing and like for their own selves and then add a BNPL layer onto there and it's much more reasonable all of a Like you're not dreaming, but you're actually executing on it. Like then it starts to connect the dots to each other.
0: All right, we're gonna play a very short game oh no. entitled Natasha guesses how much Etsy is worth. Oh Because no. I did not know the number and I was very wrong. So I want to go ahead, and uh, you know, increase someone else's pain. Okay. So, uh, Natasha. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a range <laughs> here. So between between five billion and a hundred billion. Okay. How much is Etsy worth?
1: Before, during, or after this deal closes? Uh,
0: at the end of close today. So at, at the- 4 p.m. Eastern today. What okay. was Etsy's market cap according to the oracle <laughs> of all things, Yahoo Finance?
1: Okay, I'm going to guess it was 37 billion.
0: Wow, actually, not bad. Just under thirty. Okay. Yeah. A little so, nice and, of me.
1: And here's I think why. Was, okay.
0: Oh, sorry. No, please go ahead and uh, trumpet your your success. Take, <laughs> take 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 the victory lap, please.
1: I was gonna say, first of all, guys, I'm not a finance person, so please be happy with me that I finally got a number within the um within even kind of a spinning distance.
0: The reason why I bring that up is because in my mind, Etsy was this little eight billion dollar company, right? And so why not? go snap that up versus Pinterest is much cheaper. We, you know, I think it's a better fit. Uh, but at 30 billion, it's not really going to be much cheaper to take off the public markets. And so essentially there's a couple of companies that kind of fit the idea of bringing e-commerce more broadly into the the PayPal world. Um, eh, I, think, I think we're almost done. I'll just say that if this deal doesn't come to be, I'm going to be very peevish because I've got like probably seven or eight blog posts I can yank out of this over a multi-week period. And uh, because I write a daily column, I need shit. So please, please keep it coming uh, and be, before we go. Anything else you want to throw in here? I know we're going to be back uh, together tomorrow for the Friday episode, but before we go, any last words?
1: Yeah, no. First of all, always fun to do it with you and Chris. You guys are the best, um, but definitely everyone who's listening should tweet us their fintech acquisition guesses slash rumors for like the next show we're doing. Like, I feel like we always are surprised when two fintech companies come together. Definitely send us over like the unlikely acquisitions that you're gonna think that two fintech companies are gonna make.
0: And then the next time we do a Twitter space, we're gonna spend several minutes discussing why Andreessen Horowitz is both on the board of Coinbase and <laughs> oh, also no. trying to kill OpenSea, which it also invested in, because that to me is the real spicy meatball that we've yet to discuss. But uh, we gotta go. Uh, Natasha, a real treat. Chris, for okay. putting this together. And uh, everybody, put us your hot time. Thanks, we'll see you soon.